I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to the Fatback for for this Sunday night. I'm Gav. I have got Keith. I have got Kev, and I will have Shawnee at some stage. He's running a small bit late. This show is brought to you by our new charity partner, our new charity push, and it is hashtag Bobby's Wish to Walk. And um, the link is in the description if you would like to share or donate or whatever whatever you want to do. Link is in the description. You can go and check it out. It'll bring you straight to the GoFundMe page about Bobby. And we're going to talk about him um, at some length later on. Um, Keith, how are you? I'm good, Gav. Yeah, I'm good. Good to be on. Not much to talk about, but no. we'll do our best. We'll talk about whatever we want. We will. We usually do, don't we? We will. Yeah. Last week, it was the best version of, uh, what was it? From the Love album? Um some Beatles song. Hey Jude, was it Hey Jude? Might have been Hey Jude, yeah. It was, it was. Hey Jude, All yeah. the ananas, yeah. yeah. We were all on the Jude train this time last week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we, quickly time that, didn't we? we quickly got off that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, had one quick, I had one quick look at the Dortmund midfield that they have at the minute. Yeah, I got off that fairly sharpish. Yeah. Um, Kev, how are you? I'm really good, yeah. Cracking weekend, to be fair. There's not an awful lot going on out and about it's roasting down here it's like Costa del Corp yeah. down here like. yeah roasting Dublin as well <laughs> but, uh, yeah no, there was there was shed loads on between the Formula 1 the rugby yesterday against the All Blacks cracking and today with the GA maybe we want to talk about dodgy keepers and forceful shots <laughs> Do you know what, Kev? <laughs> I, I was having the crack with you on Twitter. I wasn't yeah, even watching yeah, yeah. the match. I was watching the Wimbledon yeah. final. See, I was flicking you, on. I was flicking that? on. And I seen the penalty. I actually did yeah. see the penalty. And it was... Um, Horrendous penalty, like. Yeah, Horrendous it was an awful penalty. penalty. Awful penalty. I watched none but, uh, of any of that. 
Um, you didn't watch that now? No, I didn't watch any sport today. Um, it was a great game. It was too it was nice to, to be sitting there watching anything. Um, <laughs> loads of people making really poor jokes about uh, the fact that Shawnee is just a cut out there. Um, <laughs> but they might get better as we go. But Shawnee should be on in the next couple of minutes. He was just running a little bit late. Um, Want to start off though with preseason? Like, just it's very settled at Liverpool at the moment. There's no transfer news. Bar maybe outgoings Nico Williams and and maybe one or two others. But at the moment, it's really really settled at Liverpool. The squad have flown to Bangkok, am I right? Um, yeah. To start their preseason, they'll start against Manchester United on Tuesday. They will play Palace on Friday. Keith, we're getting lashed over now with you know pictures of the tour and pictures of them arriving and some press conference stuff and um training ice bats and all that sort of stuff does it does it does it get your excitement going that thank fuck these are nearly back <laughs> it does yeah because we don't we all get don't we all get like so fucking bogged down in football at the back end of the season you're like i can't wait for this to be over yeah. and then within a week you're like when are they back yeah it really does be, you know, because, yeah, especially last season was very mentally draining, you know, you're chasing everything. Every game's a cup final. And look, as with Liverpool, it's been like that for a few years. Do you know what I mean? Even even the year that we had the, the crisis with the defenders, we got ourselves back into it. And then every game became a cup final again that season. So, you know, I use that, but it does take it out of you. But as you say, within a week of no football, it's like, get get the football back or you're watching Nations League show you or something like that yeah. it's like if they just put the World Cup, Cup on when they were meant to put it on we would have been yeah grand, exactly yeah but they didn't so it's like four Nations League games in 10 days you're like this is blatant terrible you know what I mean like players are getting flogged to death but bring them back to pre-season training because I want to see the Reds and, and I want to see the content of them going on tours and all because look I think as fans over in Liverpool or in Ireland or in the UK, we start to turn our nose up at these pre-season tours when they're going, you know, to the Far East, to Australia, to the US. And we were like, Jesus, it's a long way to go. It's a long way to go. But you saw the reaction to the, the team and the players when they were over there. Um, and, and it just shows the global appeal to of the clubs like Liverpool. And you could even see the reaction by Darwin Nunes and Luis Diaz, like, you know, they were sort of overwhelmed by it. And yeah, it, it's great. It's great for the fans over there. It's great for people to get to see the Reds over there. And look, there's the schedule up there. You know, it's pretty tidy enough, you know. It's it's a it's a nice um what's it, five games with a charity shield thrown in there as well. So mm-hmm. I think that's what the charity shield's the day before Strasbourg, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's busy, but it's good and, and it's high quality opposition. You know, when you look at that, it's, it's really high quality opposition. Obviously, Strasbourg aside, but that, that's going to be more a fine tuning thing for lads that don't play in the other one. So, yeah, Manchester United, I don't care if it's pre-season friendly. I don't care if it's whatever. You want to beat them. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to give them any mental, um, G up by letting them letting the BJ because it's 10 hags it's probably is it his first game or if they play I don't know I haven't been following the football they haven't had any friendlies before this one so it's going to be no, his I think first you, game I think, I think United and Liverpool both arrived the same day or maybe United arrived the day early um, but Kev you look at it there like United Palace uh, Leipzig uh, Salzburg Strasbourg and then you have of course the Charity Shield on the 30th of July I think, I think it is the day before the Strasbourg game but you know 
Kev, seen those pictures of Darwin Nunes, you've seen um you've seen Carvalho. Um I I didn't see any pictures of um Calvin Ramsey. Is he there? No, I, I don't think any. he is. Um I think no, he's, he's not. He's carrying a knock, so and okay. I don't think and Kelleher's there either. Kelleher no, Kelleher either. isn't there or Cade Gordon. Right. Yeah, okay. Well, Cade Gordon is injured anyway. Yeah. So but any reason behind Kelleher? I don't no. know, but I woke up I woke up this morning looking on Twitter and all I say was talk that uh, Kelleher didn't go. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't been explained either. No. Uh, His absence so hasn't been explained. Two plus two equals 764 on Twitter. Yeah. So it, it, it's a case of wait and see. I mean, the thing is, he did play the Nations League. He played all the Nations League games for Ireland. Hmm. So he might have been given a bit of extra time. But Maybe so. But I thought I'd seen him. I thought I'd seen him at the AXA Centre on the day they all come back. So, I'd say he probably is and might join up in... Um, in Austria. Germany, yeah, the next yeah, week. Kev because... Ball, Kev Ball is saying that Kelleher is injured. Apparently, too. Okay, that could be yeah. the most simple answer. You know what I mean? That he's just injured and be he's, he's been given the time off. Okay, yeah. But but Kev, we've seen all we've seen all these all these pictures and stuff like that. And you know, when, especially when you see Darwin Nunes, Fabio Carvalho, you're kind of going, "Oh, I can't wait for these to get going again." Um, Keith says he doesn't care if it's if it's a preseason friendly or he wants to beat United. I'm not arsed. I'm going to be honest with you. People are asking there, um, what time's the game on Tuesday? It's two p.m. air time, so um, I reckon that's an, uh, would that be nine o'clock over there? I think it would be about nine o'clock. But um, what way do you stand on this, Kev? Because I think preseason means fucking nothing. It's all about just getting fit. We were chatting about this with Ash the other night and we all come to the same conclusion that we couldn't give two shiny shits about results in pre-season. I'd trade them all for three points away to Fulham on the first day of the season and I think everyone would. But at the same time, I'm half interested to see what Ten Hag has been working on. I want to see what he's doing with them. You know, is it all huff and puff that he wants them to run harder and run more. He'll definitely get that tested out on, on Tuesday. But at the same time, I want to see our lads as well. I want to see what uh, Carvalho is like, where he plays, how Klopp... What positions Klopp plans to tweak this year? Because you, you do tend to spot that in preseason. The tactical tweaks that he tries to make in-game for the start of a season. We saw it last season with Elliot and the positions that he started... In games, he carried that forward into preseason and kept going with it. So it's little things like that that you're looking for, for me that you're looking for preseason. You're obviously looking for nuggets from the the 23s, the traveling party as well. But it's more important. It's minutes in the legs. It's about getting conditioning into the players. Most of these lads, bear in mind, they're in Thailand. It's 28 to 30 degrees, really humid. They're going to be doing double sessions on the day of games. And it's a condensed, it's a condensed schedule. You're there for a few, you know, probably what a week. You're playing two games, United and Palace, double sessions every day. It's it's intense, you know. And um, they go from there to, and it's not going to let up when they go to when they go to Salzburg. You know, it's not about the games. The games are a sideshow. It's about what they do in training and what they're working on. Because once the season starts, they're not going to get chances to work on set-piece routines. They're not going to get chances to work on patterns of play. Everything this season, I think, is going to be worked on intently in preseason, And that's what we're going to be looking forward to seeing out of the games. And I think we have six games. Some of, once they play the Salzburg game, 
on the 27th. You've the 27th, you have a game on the 30th against City at Leicester, and then a game on the 31st, and then the season starts at the following weekend. It's like bang, 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 and you're in. You know, it, there's no once we get to the to Austria, it's it's really the season is really around the corner. There's no there's no messing from there on out. I think when I look at these two games, and there's Shawnee, by the way, Shawnee, how are you? How's it going, folks? Sorry for the the tidiness. I'm either having a bleeding nightmare. Oh yeah, what was it? Do you want to tell us? On top of on top of being just late getting home, then and I tried to bleed and jump onto the laptop there. And I just wasn't playing any ball. So I'm actually, I'm on my phone at the moment. I don't know whether it's coming through or yeah. coming across. as Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Like a war correspondent on the news, you are. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> like Kay Boyle, he's sitting in me. But look, the two games when you go over um, against United and against Palace, it's it's definitely like, you know, it's a bit for me like when you know when the winter break comes around or if you manage to get some sort of winter break off maybe an FA Cup weekend you go to Dubai for some warm weather training um, this that's what them two games feel like I do get Jono's Jono makes a great point though. he says look I'm with Keith he said um, I want to beat United because if they beat us in a poxy pre-season game when we're about four days into training everyone will be telling you Ten Hag is an absolute genius so he makes a very very good point there yeah. and Kev, you're right. I think you'll see these two games. You'll see a lot of them join up after that when they go to Germany. And um, just talk that the rest will join up um, in Germany following this following this trip. And that's when it really gets serious. That's when you start to see players that maybe get an opportunity in the first two games um, kind of get started to dwindle away as they start to really put the probably the main twenty through their absolute paces. Shawnee, are you looking forward to this game on Tuesday? Because last week you were fucking shocked that Liverpool had the audacity to be playing games on the twelfth of July. Yeah, what time will it be on at? Two o'clock in the afternoon, Shawnee. Yeah, I'll be walking from walking from home that day, so I'll have it on, I'm sure, in the background. <laughs> yeah. You'll have uh, walk on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 the walk, the laptop will be closed. To be going, be going me lunch. Uh, yeah, I'll, look, it's always nice to kind of get back into. And I, I love all the inside training videos and all. But let's be honest, like this is the first time we've went away now properly on a tour, isn't it? Since COVID, like because mm, yeah. I know we done a couple of friendlies away from home last yeah. year and that in Germany, but. This is where it's like the full scale thing where you can see it's a complete like PR exercise. And to be honest with you, that doesn't do much for me. Um, because it just, these are glorified training sessions and there's going to be people freaking out over standing 11s in, in pre-season friendlies and results and all. It means nothing. What you need to realise is these lads will probably have a double session in their legs before going and playing these games here and they will look leggy and they will look tired because they will be. Mm. And that's just the way that that's the way it's going to be. I don't know whether preseason will be as intense this year after the season we just had and the season that's forthcoming. I think I don't think these players have had really much time to switch off because you had those um, those Nations League games where look, let's be honest, like fucking for absolutely no reason, these games next week probably carry more jeopardy than those played Nations League games for. What you said, I didn't. I didn't get to see what Keith said, but it, what what you what you said is right. Ten hard getting smoke blown up his ass. Look, 
that's always going to be the case with United. So I've seen some bizarre stuff the last couple of weeks regarding him and what he's doing and what he's not doing anymore. And like they're putting these fellas on diets. Like, are you fucking serious? There's, there's teams in the Leinster Senior League who get the body <laughs> body mass index checked on a regular going up. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. Uh, Look, it's always got a problem talking to the manager first. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, there's a few. I'm really looking forward to seeing. It's a shame that Ramsey hasn't got uh, to get a bit of training under his belt to play some game time. But I'm really looking forward to seeing Carvalho. I've liked what I've seen so far from Harvey Elliott in the the inside training things. He looks really, really sharp. And Darwin Nunes linked up with the team today as well. I see. Mm-hmm. So look, it, it's it's kind of like. It's that time of the year now where my fucking I'm already losing sleep over fantasy football. Oh, we're going to get onto that in a minute. And, yeah. and it's deadly, like it's 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 class, like. But look, listen, my advice to people would be like, and I'm not telling people how to watch football, just relax and enjoy it. Because let's be honest, after August, it's probably going to be like next year again, where you don't get a fucking breath until May. So this is like kind of. No frills football where you can just kind of look at these young lads coming through and uh, and and build up your house. Like the fucking Marco Grujic won't be around this year, so it'll be a little bit different for a change. It's um <coughs> Keith. It's interesting though because Shawnee's right. The the chances are they'll train in the morning. They'll train in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, you'll probably get a lot of them train in the morning, a lot of them train in the afternoon, and then the ones that train in the morning will play the first half. The ones that train in the afternoon will. will play second half and you'll see a lot of changes from both teams Man United are about a week uh, someone said there they're, they're about a week ahead of us in regards to training but I don't even really know who they had in training that week to be perfectly to be perfectly honest I think a lot of their players would have been away and probably only come back at the same time as theirs but they had Ten Hag in training because all the videos I saw was him showing them how to pass five yards to each other yeah yeah they were great they were brilliant videos um, and I'm sure they'll be you know, you'll probably have to subscribe to this sort of yeah, tactical yeah, yeah. genius at some stage. But like Shani says, Keith, you know, what? well, I suppose, what are we looking for? Like, you're not looking for Darwin Nunes to score four. Like, you should be scoring four. And um, I I know you want to beat United, but are you a bit like Shani and possibly Kev as well, where, and me, where you just go, let's just see where they are. Because I always look, like, I remember when we win the European Cup, I think we go, I can't remember where we go in pre-season. I'm... Um, I think it's America and I think Dortmund beat us. Beat us well yeah. in America. Um, Pulisic is playing the, for them at the time. RB Lo- the Sporting Lisbon tour. Was, yeah, was it that when yeah. we played over there and we were yeah. beaten by Sporting Lisbon, we were beaten by... Thing Klopp runs a muck, doesn't he? Because they're laden, lumping in with tackles. Yeah, I th- was it that yeah. year? And then we went, to win, went, went on to win the title and I remember, I actually remember that pre-season where people were going, oh look, look we're getting this and we're getting that and it was all bleeding all over the place. But Napoli beat us in. Scotland as well. Yeah, played a Natalie yeah. up Murrayfield, I think something yeah. like that. Yeah, there was just there was, there was definitely a preseason where we are very very poor. But I always look for Keith for flashes, you know, just something yeah. from each player, and you go, oh, that's something to hang on to for the next one and kind of build on it. Is that the way you the way you would be? Yeah, I mean, I always look forward to preseason, not to see Mo Salah or Trent or you know Virgil and these go the 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 big hitters. It's to see the fringe lads and to see the young lads and see how they're. You know, a new signing, for example, Darwin Nunes. Let's take Darwin Nunes. I'm not expecting to see too much of Darwin Nunes early on, but I'm expecting to see a bit of Fabio Carvalho. Do you know what I mean? Because he seemed to be back in training before him. I think he'll be one that we might see a bit of. And so that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm looking forward to see that young lad, Tom Hill, was included in the 
in the traveling party as well. And that's a great story because he, he was highly thought of within the club and he broke his leg, didn't he? He was out for, he said, a year and it turned out he was two years out injured. So he's included. And it's it'll be good to see the youngsters getting a run as well. So while I want us to beat Manchester United, just so that we don't have to listen to the, the show about Man United, ultimately I don't look at for results in pre-season. I think if you can get results, great. You can roll into your season. If you bring in a new striker like Nunes and he can score a few goals, great, because, you know, goals breed confidence. But I just want to see how everyone else is adapting, how, you know, as Kev touched on, what are the little tweaks that we're going to see? You know what I mean? What little tactical nuggets are we going to see? Are we going to see little positional changes for players? Are we going to see mm. a little insight into how Klopp is, is thinking, how he's going to do it? So, yeah, I don't read too much into it, but at the same time, I do like all the content. I do like all the videos from the yeah. tours. I do like all the, you know, um, you're getting interviews with Klopp and you're getting interviews with Pep and you're getting all these interviews with the lads and, and it just gives you that little bit of a buzz. And as I said, I'm not usually a fan of the of the tours. It's a lot of um, traveling and it's it's very it can be hard on the lads as we've just had a, a big season gone and another one coming up with the World Cup in the middle of it. But I just. At this time of the year, I'm always happy to get the, the Liverpool content back in. So I'm looking forward to it, but I won't read too much into it. As you said, we've had bad seasons, bad pre-seasons and rolled into our season fine. So let's just, let's just get minutes into the legs and let's have a look and get excited to what's to come. Um, Kev, we'll move away from it in a minute, but I'm going to give you a question each before we go. But we know it's all about monitoring players' minutes. Um, you know, they, they monitor them to, to in an injured life at this stage um, on, on so many levels. But at the same time, right, sometimes you get in a, in a pre-season where someone just absolutely just hits the ground running and they're like, you just can't leave this person out. They're just being so good. So I want to try to send the back situation at you because, you know, Virgil is Virgil. Matip was brilliant last season. Kanate was brilliant last season. Joe Gomez was nursed through a season to make sure everything was okay. But is this where, off the back of signing a new contract, where Joe Gomez can look and go, okay, I know it's two games um, in Singapore. I know we're going to Germany for two. You know, is there a real chance for Joe Gomez or the other two to, to absolutely state their claim to be, he's my number one choice beside Virgil van Dijk for the season? I think there's there's two things there. You look at uh, Joe, yeah, signing a new contract, committing arguably his best years to us now for the next five. Um, he has to be looking at this thinking a couple of things, really. There's definitely a place in the World Cup for him if he wants to go. And he should be targeting starting for us because... He's good enough. We know he's good enough. It's just a case of trusting his body over a period of time. I think the injury really was as bad as we all feared. And they nursed him through last season. But he still played over 20 games last year. So, But there weren't really high-pressure, high-intensity matches. And the ones that he did play in the Premier League were mainly at right-back. So he's got to be looking to, to, to push his way back in. You know, sharpen his elbows out, whatever. The other side of it is Joel Matip has to hit the ground again. That uh, last year he was fully fit for the vast majority of the season, and he's got to show that he can do that again. 
And the other side is, is and then you look at Ibu, first season, hit the ground, he was brilliant. He got his call up to the France squad, which is massive for him. You know, because I think he definitely should be going to the World Cup for France. And he's going to want to be, he's going to fight tooth and nail to stay in our best 11. So for as a club for us, it's a great position to be in because you've got a dominant centre-back in Virgil and you've got three centre-backs who all have something to prove individually and collectively. So they're going to push each other and we're the beneficiaries of the whole bloody thing. Yeah, yeah I, I just, I, we are the beneficiaries. I, I just, I wonder if we see a little battle throughout preseason where it might be an unexpected one where he goes, oh, he's played Gomez there and he's played him again. You know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. And they're all teammates. And Paddy Lawson um, in the groups has uh, last year showed all the games we need. We need every player. It was just, it's just interesting to see that maybe one will take the ball by the horns when it comes to centre half. Sean, you mentioned Harvey Elliott, who's looked really sharp, um, chipping goalkeepers, making a laugh at them, starting stuff like that. But you know, when you look at the midfield, and you know, you always think Fabinho, Thiago, could it be Henderson, Kate, you know, Milner knows where he is with things. But maybe Elliott and Jones are the two that will probably look to take most out of this preseason and catch the eye again. Yeah, absolutely, and you need to remember as well, like I think Elliot Marshall, but like you be kind of, I think it's it's kind of glossed over a little bit how young Curtis Jones is, really. To be honest with you, I think yeah. it kind of goes against him that he's played so many senior <laughs> games for Liverpool at such a young age, and people are like, I've already made their mind up on him, and he's not good enough. I don't think he's this. I don't think he's that. I don't think that's true. I don't. I think if Joe Curtis Jones wasn't good enough, he wouldn't be kept around. One thing I will say is like that, like every preseason, we're like, ah, oh, look, this is an opportunity for Ox now to get a run going when he's fit. But I actually think Ox is, is probably doing that Liverpool. I, I don't see where, I don't see him playing himself into the team or any form of, of any sort. I think he'll probably be the one to miss out on squads going forward. So you have to look at that mid because I, I I'm of the opinion that we need a midfielder. There's no, I, I'm not gonna make any, any bounds about what I do. I do feel we need a midfielder. I think we'd ma- massively benefit from having someone there who could just slot in that could play both Fabinho and, and the, the the left side of the position or, or the eight or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I see Elliot and Jones really kicking on this year. I think they're both really good footballers. Especially, especially Elliot. I think, look, at the start of last season, I was kind of thinking, uh, what's it going to take to get this kid out of the team? Because it was looking like he was going to really stamp his mark on the, on it. He was starting games. He starts at home against Chelsea. He starts the first game, uh, home game of the season against Burnley. He, he starts away the lays and he just has that unfortunate injury. And I think he's managed then uh, when he comes back by, by Klopp. Um, I think he started him away, didn't he, at Inter Milan. Now, it didn't yeah. go well for him. It didn't go... It wasn't his best game, let's say, but... Look, Elliot is, it, I think the sky is the limit for the kid and I think he's still maturing, not only as a footballer, but as a person and he'll be learning. Last year would have been a big, huge learning curve for, for him and I can really see him kicking on this year. I, gen- I genuinely can. I, he might he might, he might, might act as a little bit of um, a tonic to, that, to the need for the midfielder and maybe we will get away with playing him in there for a year, but I can see... Elliot definitely playing a bigger play, uh, role this season. So 
it's it's kind of up to him now to to kind of stamp his mark and Jones and the others because I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Look, the talk is they might use Carvalho for that, for that um, position as well. And another thing that we haven't really touched on, I, I I don't think this is Del Bell or I think we're going to see a different system this year at Liverpool. I, I can't see it just being the 4-3-3 anymore. And if it's not, I can definitely see it being switched up an awful lot more. So the setups is going to be interesting to look at now over the next few games because this is a time where Klopp can actually experiment without any real jeopardy, you know what I mean? Because in these toilet races, what happened with Man City, you have you can't take a week off. It's as simple as that. You, you just can't. The, the margins are, are so are so narrow that if you want to experiment, now is going to be the time to do it. And it's what the tenth of July now. We're, we're going to be flat out on games now pre-season. Then straight in the less that one of uh, the the city one is the twenty-first, and then you're all go. So these kids are going to have to be on it because. There's already five, there's probably five or six names that automatically go on that team that 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 forced eleven. There's probably one or two spaces up for grabs, and I'd imagine that the players who are vying for those positions have been well made uh, made well aware by Klopp that look, light it up here, and you could be in the team for the start of the season, and walk up years, everything on the lands, everyone's gonna just be that extra little bit hungry, so. Yeah, look for me, Jones, Elliot, they they have not to prove themselves, but they have a massive opportunity here you now to kind of nudge that way into this team and become mainstays. I'd say Elliot more so than, than Jones, to be honest. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm dying to see Elliot um, and Jones, to be honest. Um, and <clears throat> you know what? Young legs throw them out there early doors um, in the heat and uh, and everything else and let them run and run and run because they have the energy to do it. Although, listen, James Milner is still tearing around <laughs> winning all the tests at uh, the Axis Centre. Um, the Southampton game at the end of the season was a good um, yeah. You you really screenshot liked him, you? of that because I I felt I loved <coughs> Andy Elliott when he came into the team. I thought he was brilliant, breath of fresh air, gave us something different, and gutted when he got injured. But I always felt then, you know, when you're looking at that Southampton team and you're seeing Jones and, and Elliot in the midfield and you're like, oh, I don't know about this. They were brilliant, the two of them. Like, the two of them are brilliant. And I just think, Sean, said it there, too many people right off course, Jones. I think he's a brilliant young player. He's still so young. He has a lot to offer. And I think this could be a breakthrough for the two of them. But I, I always refer back to that Southampton game because I think both of them, were excellent in that. And, you know, they didn't need to be with the main team. There was a lot of changes that night and they, they both took nearly seniority there and, and just played great games. So, yeah, I'm, I'm dying to see the two of them, especially this season. I think they really go breakthrough for the both of them. Just quickly on, on the on the forwards, Keith. Um, you know, Salah will join up when we get to Germany. Um, I think Jota is the same, am I right? Salah, Salah not there. Salah's Salah. out there, yeah. Oh, is he there? Salah's I haven't seen yeah, it. Salah's, 
Yeah, well, like, if it's not him, there's some bloke behind <laughs> the government. I have not seen a picture of Salah. Hold on, hold on a minute. Then, right, so what? The pictures I've seen, I haven't seen a single picture of him. Then Simic has to want to be getting the fuck out of that ice bath because there's some kind of the image of him beside him. So I've seen a load of pictures. Haven't seen one picture of Salah. I haven't seen a picture of Jota. Yeah, he's there as well. Yeah. Is Jota there? Okay, yeah, perfect. Um, they're all there now. Are they all, all there? there? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're all there. there. I thought, yeah, I thought there, there was yeah. a couple joining up in Germany, but listen, I'm I'm literally looking at a couple of photos um, because I don't really follow. I just see the photos and go, oh, yeah, this looks, looks great. And the ice bats kind of made me skin crawl, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, but Keith, the forwards, like you have got Sally, you've, I suppose, not so much vying for what's going on or, or starting position, whatever, but just to see where they're going to use players. You know, definitely Carvalho, um, a little bit with Nunes. And for me, Jota, you know, does Jota start down the middle? Does he, does he, because I think if you see Jota down the middle, that's where I think Carvalho comes in and plays left. Now, they can all play in different positions. That's that's perfect. But is that the big thing for the forward players during these four, five, six games where you see where they start, you know, where they're, where they're being put in? Because he is fine-tuning as he goes anyway. I can't see him playing a fella left wing all all preseason and then putting him up front down the middle at the start. So is that what you're looking for with the forwards? Because there's so much quality there that I think it's difficult to pick a front three at the minute. Yeah, like we we touched on it last week. The the feel good factor with Salah signing that contract, we went from a bit of the unsure of how our forward line was going to line up to now saying, right, this is exciting again because we do have Mo Salah tied down. We know he's going to play. He's going to play on the right wing. We suspect that Luis Diaz is going to play the majority of the left wing. And then you've got, again, you think Darwin Nunes will be the centre forward, but where does Jota slot in? And and as has been pointed out before, when he was at Wolves, he played in behind Raul Jimenez. Mm. You know what I mean? And you wouldn't think Darwin Nunes was a million miles off Raul Jimenez as a a style of centre forward. So that could be interesting to see. You know, Sean, he touched on the formation change. We've said it for a long time. Could we see a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-2-4 in more games when Klopp is just deciding to put teams to the sword? And that's where Carvalho as well, who flourished playing off Mitrovic for Fulham. There's loads of things that can happen here. Bobby, um, you know, what happens with Bobby is Bobby going to be the number 10. Everyone seems to think he's nailed on to be a number 10. I don't know, Bobby. I'm a huge fan, but maybe Bobby's the one that misses out of all the options. But yeah, the likes of Jota, where does he play? Where does Carvalho play? Will he play Carvalho out wide in games? It'll be just interesting to see. Again, we spoke about this previously. The 4 2 3 1 opens up loads of opportunities because Curtis Jones can play in the 4-2-3-1 in any one of the three positions behind the one. You know what I mean? It it gives these players like Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, Carvalho, even Ox, let's say Ox is, comes in from the cold in a game. You could see him in a 4-2-3-1 easier than you could see him in the 4-3-3. Because the thing is as well, Nunes has played off the left as well quite a bit for Benfica. In, in yeah. the, the the game at Anfield, he plays off the left against yeah. us. So, he, so he, I don't. I just think you you kind of don't associate that with him because he's fucking six foot odd, you know. But that's the 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 forward play. And the thing is now, like they're so malleable, aren't they? Uh, front line now, maybe yeah. Bar Diaz, who I think is probably the only one who you could probably say, oh, I don't know, I couldn't see him in a ten or or out on even on the right hand side. Bar Diaz, they can all kind of play across the front and that, that's exactly what Klopp wants and look yeah. if we're, it's the good to keep everyone guessing because 
the last thing you want to be doing is going into a, a, another season where Liverpool are just playing the same style of football. I think th- there's always been sort of evolutions, but more so now I think we have the tools more than ever because when's the last time you had a tag man? Like yeah. Benteke? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the thing is, it, there's, a, there's a strong argument for playing two up top. You know, with uh, Nunes and Jota and rotate Bobby and Carvalho around those two. The problem is you probably need an extra winger to be able to do it for a sustain for a season. But I don't care what formation we line up on. We tend to attack with the two centre-backs and one holding mid and the rest of them go forward and they're fluid. And we defend in a 4-4-1-1 or a 4-1-4-1, depending on who we're playing. I mean, the, the formation that people put, you know, that you put down on a piece of paper at the start of the game, we don't line up in that. We're not rigid to, or we're not wedded to it because we'll probably play three or four systems every game, all the time. Sometimes you'll see one of the midfielders become a second striker and there's going to be periods in a game where they're going to sit in and protect the ball and pen sides in where the fullbacks will just become like um, inverted wingers, where they'll just press sides in and destroy them in that way. There's, it all, we're, we're so flexible in how we can play. 4 2 3 one's a nice idea, and it, it, but it's no different. It's, you're basically saying, you, we're, nev- we're not going to play that many sides where we're going to need two sitting central mids. We just don't. We, we're too good for that. You know, the overwhelming majority of sides that we we're going to play this season, we're going to have Fabinho sitting and everyone else pressing the life out of players and suffocating them and creating space and looking for one-twos and creating opportunities. We create 25 to 30 chances a game every game. Now we've got strikers, we've got a target man that we can hit from wide and you've got options that can come short as well. I... I mean, you got where we are at the minute. I still think that we could add one. Genuinely, I think we could definitely add one. And you look at how much we've spent in the window so far, and how much we've recouped in the window so far. We're virtually on a net zero spend. You know, with if you look at Nico going, you look at Nat going, and maybe one other. We're probably on about ten, fifteen million pounds spent in total. So we could definitely go big if the opportunity arises, and I think we could. We should. I think we should be targeting one more. Okay, moving away from the preseason, um, fantasy football will be back. Um, we launched the Trippers League the other day. Um, have a here if you. So there you go, Trippers twenty two twenty three. Call to join Silk, S O L K six F. Shawnee, you love a bit of um, you love a bit of this, and there's going to be loads and loads of people. There's loads and loads already in there. Um, if people want to join, very very simple. Um, go in there, Silk Six F, and uh, you'll find it. But you love a Shawnee, but like, do you th- do you take ages picking your team? Is that players? Is that players already now that are catching? Are going to have to have him? <coughs> Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, but like, you, what you'll do, well, what I do is, and see, I'm a bit of a weirdo when it comes to these things, but I love it. Um, just like pre season guys, like, I remember 
years and years ago, the year Leicester signed Mares, I was I had like a there was like this forum on Reddit and it was like just showing you all the pre season games and like this Mares fellas was just goals and assists all pre season. I checked and he was like four and a half million and I put him in and I won nearly every league I was in that year just because of him. Because I think he ended up costing me mad money in it. But yeah, I love the It's harder this year. It's 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 hard this year because there's so many options. And I, and I think it's getting to the stage now where there's players you have to have in because the ownership on them is so high that if you don't have them, you're bollocks. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it makes it difficult. Um, I know, but I enjoy it. Like I know a lot of people join it and three or four weeks after they fuck it in the bin, but you shouldn't. You should honestly keep going, especially if you're playing for money because... You'd be surprised how easy it is to turn it, turn it back around after a short start. But yeah, it'll be keeping me up now. I'm already looking. I'm already to change my team about 10 times. <laughs> I, I auto-filled auto my team just so I could join the league. Yeah, I done that oh, as well. But then I, I was on the Lewis on the way home. And I'm going, but I whip him out and I throw him in and they play them on this week. and they. So look, look, I'm mad into it so man. I love all of this stuff. I love all the fantasy stuff, even the NFL stuff. I get, I get mad into it. So yeah, it's one of these things that yeah, I, I'm definitely into, and I'm looking forward. To it. And I will jump in on that league, and obviously the other leagues going. So yeah, it's something that uh, I'm bang into. And to be honest with you, I think the, it, it it seems to be one of them things that it, it dropped off for a few years, but it, it's getting it's getting big again now because there's fellas with YouTube channels with. Five hundred thousand subscribers and people are people seem to be really really into it these days. Well, the fancy league, um, our league is up there. Like I said, it's free to play. You know, the the code and all is up on the screen, and we have it across our social media as well. Keith, um, are you any good at remembering to do this every week? Because this is where I fall down massively. No, I'm terrible. I'm fucking brutal on it. Um, and like that, I start off good. I start off, as Sean, you were saying that you're changing our team 10, 20 times. You're, you're picking who you think is going to be great. And then after a few weeks, I forget about it. And I have a few stinkers and I forget me login. Yeah, I do that as well. <laughs> They'll be all over the place. For that. And then on bottom of the yeah, them emails like, sent you to redo your. Yeah. Uh, and then you're trying to make up your password and you keep saying you can't use a password you used before. And you're like, well, I tried to do that, like to log yeah. in, but now you won't let me. I'd be exactly. all over the shop as well. And and I get the feeling that, you know, Nora at Fantasy Premier League is laughing at me because I'm having to reset my password all the time. So they have me down as an idiot. So I sort of get too embarrassed to even want to change my password. So I do sort of fall away and then I'm on the bottom, you know what I mean, of the league and I'm like, oh, this is a kick in the balls and I have to put on a, a, a funny face about it and I have to be like, ah, oh, look, someone has to be on the bottom but it kills me inside. So I don't know. Um, I'm going to give it a go this year but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really, uh, I'm going to write my password down and all. I'm going to really... Keith, you're a it. real manager so that that's... Yeah. I'd rather be a real manager than, than a manager of a team on my, on my phone to be honest with you. Well, you but, know, uh, but... You get less ch- less chatting back on the the fantasy one, so uh, look. Did we like my mates to be like it does be November, December, and I do be changed with him. You may to be like, you still fucking playing that? Always. <laughs> yeah. like, what you mean? Like just in general, uh it's November, and I should have given up on it weeks ago, sort of thing. But 
look, I think it's great. And to be fair, you get the odd little snaky bastard as well who was like, nah, I stopped playing it. And then you look back yeah. on March and they're getting 80, 90 points a week and they're at the being changing the team. I swear, no, no, I don't look at my team. Gav Doyle is one of them. Like, no. You're one of them. Guys. Yeah, no. you little bollocks. I, you know what? Yeah, last, like, no, last season... Last season, I started off. No, we done we we done one last season. There was about fifteen of us in it, and I started off well, and I was going along, and then I missed. I'd say probably two or three games. And I thought this is a lot of bollocks. So I did kind of try to do me transfers, and and then you know I was doing bench boosts and all the fuck was going on, right? And I, and Sean, you backed me up here because I'd be messaging you going, "What's the difference between you know the the one where?" You know, if you change your whole team, is one of them where you have to keep all them players, and one of them is where you can change them again. And Sean, you must have had to explain to me about five times. Uh, well, I, I have you down to ask me that in the, the second week of October again. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. just have yeah. a pencil there. <clears> last season was probably the one that I paid the most attention to, probably bar three or four weeks, maybe in say October, November, and then a couple of weeks near the end when I knew I couldn't win it. So I just went, I can't win this fucking thing. Like, you know what I mean? There's no point. And I went down to the last day. I went down to one point, I think, in the end, won it, didn't it? Um, our group, Jake Semester says, Gav, have you got any prize for the winners of the league? We might do, but we're not telling you about it until the league starts. So um, people can't just hop on for the sake of it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Kev, you're into this as well, surely. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I've got two vices, right? One is FIFA and the other is this. I don't bet. I don't go on betting sites or anything like that. But I look, obviously love football. So my my two vices are FIFA Ultimate Team and fantasy football. So every Friday night when we're doing the um, the new show that we're going to be launching soon is um, we're going to be doing focusing a bit on uh, on the fantasy football. Yeah. Basically, we'll bring up the league. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to show you what the league table stands. What players are doing what, who to look out for, you know, who to sub in, that kind of stuff, you know. And an awful lot of it's going to be chat led, but it's um, definitely something that we're going to keep in people's focus for the year. Because I, Gav, I agree with you. After the first month, if it's going crap, most people, the vast majority of people, ditch it to the side. Well, I think you see the thing is, if we if we do this, like we're going to do it on the Friday night. Yeah, and yeah. we're going to make part of the Friday night show about fancy football, really concentrating on the league we have, where people stand, who's moving up, who's going down, what, you know, say Shawnee tops it that week, we're going to show Shawnee's team, um, who he's picked and stuff like that to give people, a, you know, an idea of what they could do or what they couldn't do. So we're going to actually make a, a real effort to remind you to do fantasy football yeah. before fantasy the Saturday football. morning. Yeah, exactly. Um, apparently someone says there's three wild cards this year and unlimited That's transfers right, yeah. during the World Cup as well, which means you can have just do what you that like. Could be, the World that Cup. could be very useful, actually. Just, God forbid, if anyone does pick up a nasty one, that, uh, you know, you can you can sort out the what's... Thing, um, the fucking what's COVID what. killed me last year. There was a week when about nine of my players were out, and then I was just like, "What can I do here?" Yeah, you know, taking hits all over the place, and there was triple, tip double game weeks before the last week of the season. It was, it was a joke. But look, hopefully that all dies down now. But look, it's great crack. Like Kev said, it's kind of a voice for me as well. But when I say voice, like I do, be sitting there and I'm walk going through like <laughs> there's lads in my job that do. I'm giving up the game here, but. 
Like there's lads in my job that do, and I, I'm not one of them. I swear on my life that have these spreadsheets done up, and you can oh. literally put each player into the position, and it tell you what the expected points that they're going to give. And these are the fuckers that win it in my job. So there's lads who take this really serious, like the the NFL like ones. In, uh, are, the NFL ones are crazy though. When the, oh, the, deadly. the NFL, the NFL one major is league baseball, major league baseball, yeah. Like Major League Baseball, there does be get-togethers, and I think there does be yeah. housewives in America who think that their husbands are off knocking around, and then they rock up in the gaff, and they're sitting in the state room with 18 other blokes, and they've all yeah, pens man. and papers in their hand, picking up players four kid. that week, you know, and that four kids. But the NFL one is deadly because it's it, it's it's live, if you get me. It's like... Pass your record, you do. Pass your record, you do about five minutes walk a day. Just judging by the, the conversation you've had tonight. That, that's, tell that's, us that's, that's after me. Now I'm fair. It's like that used to be the case in me old job. I was fucking absolutely robbing the living. He was that watching now. Fuck, gives his passes. That's not the case anymore. Don't tell, don't tell them which one. <laughs> no, uh, it might have been a job I done fifteen years ago, ten years ago. Yeah. But uh, now uh, I'm banging to it. People pretend they're not that, and they really are. They're the worst ones. Like, <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say now, I'm gonna make an effort this year, and I'm going to be watching on Friday nights. Well, I have to because I'll be producing Friday night <laughs> yeah. show from from next season. And um, Friday night show will change from Sports yeah. Unplugged to a new show coming probably the week after next. We're working on it at the minute, but um, if you're not in, and if you're watching now, you know, um, Silk Six F is the code type it in and you can join the league if you're listening on a podcast you'll, you'll hear it and you can play it back and you can go in um, to your app and join the league as I said there will be prizes but don't tell anybody we will sort some prizes out but we're not going to reveal what the prizes are till probably halfway through because that means so just just, just to clarify that right say there's somebody that's playing and they hear there's prizes in their league and then they jump into their league do their points come in with them? No, you can set up so they don't. Yeah. You okay. can set up so they don't. Right, I'll have to be doing that then. But um, we're going to have a good time with it. We're going to follow it. We're going to dedicate yeah. part of the show on Friday night to it, um, where we look at people that could be in the chat or on our Twitter or on our Instagram that are playing and we give them a shout out and show their team and stuff like that. We're working on that at the moment, so that'll be good crack. Um, we're going to finish up in the next 10 minutes, um, but I've left the most important bit until last. So over the last while, year, two years, we have done plenty of charity work for different things. We've done charity for Keane in America, who unfortunately is not in the best shape at the moment. Um, you can mm-hmm. still follow his um, his journey, I suppose, uh, through his GoFundMe page where you can get updates from his mother. Um, we have had Sienna, who's absolutely flourishing, um, following horse surgery in St. Louis. We have raised 10k for Felicon who were just over the moon with that and you know that's still open if people want to donate because it's running until Phil has finished his um, running around and cycling thing what's he call it a duathlon I think it's called um, but he's all he's looking for donations for Felicon for that and we've done that and, and another one popped up this week two to be, to be honest popped up um, one is for a young girl called Faye who has a, a brain tumour and needs to raise a hundred thousand euros for treatment. Um she's nearly there. She's on ninety four, ninety five thousand. It's been phenomenal. I think it's only gone about ten days, but it's been absolutely brilliant. If you're anywhere near Tallet in Dublin next Saturday, Sunday is the seventeenth, isn't it? Um 
next Sunday the 17th I think between 3 and 9pm uh, Dublin Fire Brigade are doing a uh, charity car wash so you can go in get your car washed um, throw them as much as you want and all of the money will go towards Faye if you type in um, hashtag fighting with Faye fight with Faye um, into your Twitter or whatever you will find it but she's very very close to her target but if you're in Dublin and you fancy a drive out to get your car washed and help some help this girl out it's a brilliant brilliant cause and it will push her over the 100,000 the chances are she will need more than that I think that was just a number that was set at the start but we're going to continue to push that every so often on this channel as well because it's somebody that's close to somebody that does this podcast but so just to be clear people can go out and get their car washed by four men in their underpants uh, like the soapy uh, things in American films yeah there you go yeah. Um, yeah, but they look like Andy Young. They don't look like a chicken. <laughs> don't don't spoil the surprise, Sean. Let them find that out themselves when they drive out and waste that diesel going out the tallet to get their car washed. <laughs> but no, listen, you can go out and you, I don't know, you can give a five or ten or twenty, fifty quid, whatever you want. It's just your way to donate to, to that young girl who like, you know, it's not nice, is it, for a child of that age to have have them issues and, and if we can do anything to help, we are going to. Um and as I said, they're very close to the 100,000. It could end up where she needs 150. And if she does need 150, we'll continue to push it. But another one come up during the week as well. And this is the one we're going to take on because it's not as close to its target. Um, it's doing really well, don't get me wrong. But it's called Bobby's Wish to Walk. Now, this was brought to us again by um, somebody to do our podcast. Um, it's Gar Breen. Um, I can say that because Gar's been quite open on his social media about it. And he just said, look, he, he didn't ask him, come and say, listen, will you do this? Will you do it? He didn't. He, he just said, listen, can you give her a retweet? Um, only because he didn't have access to our Twitter account. And I said, yeah, no problem. And I looked into it and I said, hold on, our Failicon thing is up. We'll take this on. So um, just a bit on Bobby, right? I just want to read this out. It's direct from the GoFundMe. So it's it's Bobby is a seven-year-old boy that was born with... Now, sorry, I'm going to start this and tell you, I'm going to pronounce words wrong here, right? Just off the bat, okay? Because... They're, they're very big words, and I'm not very good with really big words. Bobby's a seven-year-old boy that was born with suspected diaplegia cerebral Diaplegi. palsy. Yeah? Okay. Diaplegia, he, so it's the same as Sienna, isn't it? Yeah, it's more or less the same as Sienna, yeah. And I'm actually getting really annoyed at the fact that... Sorry. No, no, not you. Um, uh, I'm getting really annoyed at the fact that this keeps happening, where people have to raise their own money for kids Crazy. like this. It's, it's actually... That's two people in a very small circle of people when you think about it that has this issue and they're having to do it all themselves which is oh it makes me fucking blood boil but anyway Bobby has been accepted into St. Louis Children's Hospital in the US for life changing SDR surgery selective dorsal rhizotomy I could be wrong how could I have that wrong rhizotomy could have it wrong is an operation used to reduce spasticity or muscle stiffness in some children with cerebral palsy spasticity has an impact on motor function and quality of life it can affect gait, cause pain, and contribute to muscle uh, constructors, which can lead to deformities. Nerve fibers running from the muscles <coughs> to the spinal cord play a major role in maintaining the typical muscle stiffness seen in spasticity. SDR is a surgical procedure performed on the spinal nerve fibers to reduce levels of spasticity in the legs. Okay, SDR is currently not available in Ireland, therefore America is the best place to go in order to give Bobby every opportunity to walk unaided in the future. We would be extremely grateful for every donation that will pay for surgery, travel and ongoing rehab before, during and after the procedure. Thank you. That's from Zoe and Stevie, who's um, Bobby's mother and father. So at the moment, that, that 
he needs 150,000 euros. It currently sits at 71,000, which is a phenomenal number. I think that's only going a week as well. But they've really hammered home um, and tapped into all the resources with friends, family, colleagues, wherever it might be. We're taking this on. And you know what we do when we take this on. We don't stop until it gets to 150,000. We just don't stop. So that could be in a month's time. It could be six months' time. I always say it, though, if it can be in a month's time, brilliant because it means then that we don't have to push anymore and i don't say that in a, in a like flippant way it means that we can find something else to move on to whether that be you know um homeless stuff food banks um other kids whatever it might be but we really want to um we really want to push this and just keep it in people's mindset all the time shawnee when we start we don't stop they're on 70 grand it's been really good for the last week 10 days i think this is gone um, it is quite annoying though, isn't it? That you keep seeing kids with these issues and they're literally having to cough up a hundred to 150,000 just to get a surgery done. Yeah, it's, it's devastating. And it's, it's one of these things that like, there shouldn't be any monetary value on the quality of a life that uh, any, any child should like, should have you know what i mean and it break your heart that these families literally do anything to just do whatever they can to take away this kid's pain or bobby's pain or give them the best chance to to give them i won't say a normal life but the ability to walk something that we we probably all take so so readily for granted um one thing i will say guys though i do remember having it when you see these kids that's how look at look at his little face like you know like the, the, the helplessness of them all, like, you know what I mean? And just a gorgeous little kid where he'll just look, you see him there, positivity. And I remember when we started with Sienna and seeing videos that people had posted of her and how she was struggling, look like, let's make no bones about it. There was a feeling, and not hopelessness, but there was a real feeling that, like, this little girl needs help. And I, I still follow him. Uh, the, yeah. the page on Instagram mm, so do I. and I see her now and uh, she's coming on leaps and bounds and it, it it just gives me hope to know that look with a little bit of help look it's it's tough time for everyone in the world these days it, it's hard to ask people to cough up 10 and 20 euro and some people just don't fucking have it and uh, look that's not a bad thing it, it's tough times now uh, the price of everything has gone up but even if you have a euro, two euro, anything, the price of a coffee, you know what I mean? Throw it in because it all adds up. And trust me, I've seen firsthand, as has Gav, Kev and Keith, and I'm sure many is in the chat who have followed on um, from Sienna. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The impact is 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 measureless. Honestly, you you actually have no idea how far your two or three euro goes. Genuinely, I mean it. You're changing somebody's life. Like I'm not even joking. Not just one person. The parents. You know what I mean. Giving them a better quality of life as well. Because, like I said, just being fit and healthy and, and ready. 
you do, you take it for granted, you genuinely do. It, it, the ability to walk, the ability to talk, to hear, to see, all of these things that you, you just think, oh, that, that's normal. It's not. And this kid would give anything. And I'm, I'm just saying, look, we don't ask for anything on this podcast. I know Gav doesn't. I don't, Keith or Kev. Nobody does. We're all here because there's, there's a community, there's a sense of community here. We love talking shit about football. You see the same names in the chat every other night. It's great crack. Let's be honest. It's an escape for some of us. You know, it, it really is. But when you look at what this podcast has done, it's never ever asked for anybody, only for people to coin it, reach in their pockets for whatever they have, no matter how big or small, and just help these people that need it. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about for us. It's it's the sense of look, we did good, and I think again, we have the opportunity here to really kick on and, and give this lad Bobby and his parents all the help that they need. And look, I'm I've seen now with Sienna how life changing this can be. And to be honest, I've no doubt in my mind that young Bobby is going to get everything he needs. Boy hook up, boy crook, he he will definitely get it. And that's all I can say is that. Just when you are thrown in these one euros or two euros, don't do it nonchalantly. Like, remember, because you, at the end of the day, no matter how big or small your donation is, it's immeasurable the, the effect that you're having on these people's lives in a positive way. And mm. and you can say you did it. So, look, I'll, I'll be sure to, to throw in a few quid. And I know Gav will do. Gav will be fucking. I know what Gav's like. He'll be up five nights a week now thinking of how he can make money for this, for this young lad. and and help out uh, and he'll be hell bent on it and he'll get upset and if it doesn't work out and he'll be feels he's behind because that's what he that's the way he is so we'll plug away at it and we'll get there and if bobby's family are listening keep positive because we've we've done this dance before uh, and it's a great success we've seen the the we've seen the impact it has and i've no doubt it's going to be the, the the exact same for your little fella um Tom Bowling's trying to super chat in um, for Bobby, right? Um, and he's reminding me of two things. One, the donation link is in the description. It's going to be across all our social medias from tomorrow morning. And two, I have to turn off super chats because YouTube take 30% of that straight away, right? So they're taking $6 out of that 20 And that's what we don't want. So, and look, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that we don't appreciate what Tom has done there. But YouTube are taking six dollars of that. Okay, they they're unsubscribing people from the channel. That's why we've got. Well, I've I've made the decision after asking a couple of lads what to do. I'm turning off super chats and thanks, and I'm stopping asking for subscribers and I'm stopping asking for likes and and all of that for the simple reason is uh, YouTube don't really play ball with you. So um, we're just going to come on and use it as a platform. Just to broadcast. Don't need anything else off it. You know what I mean? We genuinely don't need anything else off it. So if you're thinking of doing a super chat towards Bobby, I will tell what I'll do with Tom Bowling's money is I'll take that and donate it direct in. But if you're thinking of it, instead of hitting the super chat button, just hit the description. The link is there now where you click on it. It brings you to the GoFundMe and you lash it in. By the way, GoFundMe stats tell you that the vast majority of money raised across all their 
different things is a donation between five and ten euros the vast majority of donations are between five and ten euros you will see massive ones but between five and ten euros is the absolute bread and butter for go for me and how you get these things done um we won't we won't stop it we're going to and we tell you out straight we're going to lash over all this stuff now it's going to be our header on twitter it's going to be on our instagram it's going to be on every show going forward yeah we're going to give you the link in the description uh, spiel every single show um keith um how long do you reckon it'll take us to get here because I know you're how terrible long? at predictions, so I'm going to ask you to predict. Yeah, how long is a piece of string? Um, you know, look, I think Sean, he touched on everything there. And one thing, we, we, Sean, said this, right? We don't ask for money for ourselves. We don't look for money. We don't, you know, we don't make money off this, this, um, this channel, this podcast. The amount of work you do, Gav, you know, it's, it's a charity in itself, the amount of work you're doing, putting these shows out. But, what we do do and what I always say and what more people should be doing, you should if you have a platform like this, you should be using it the best way you can. And the one thing that you cannot say about the day trippers is we're using it just for ourselves. We do it to help other people. And this is a decision that you've made in the last couple of years, as you say, we started with Keen, we went on to Siena, we moved on to Felicon, and now we're on to Faye and Bobby. And you know, it, it just gives you that sense of more of a sense of achievement. Look, we all love coming on talking about football or talking about Formula One or talking about tennis or talking about GIA or talking about UFC or talking about NFL, whatever it is, right? We love talking about that because, you know, group of lads, it's like we say it's all times we've been in the pub, which are mates, the people in the chat. Sean, he said the same names are in there all the time. It's a little community we have. I was out last night at a friend's party and a friend of mine listens all the time and uh, he said it to me, he goes, I love the show, it's great. He says, but fair play just for all that charity stuff he's doing. And when you hear it like that, you know, it sort of hits home a bit. Do you know what I mean? If we can help, as Shawnee said, it, you don't have, we're not asking you to, you know, times are hard. We're not asking you to, to give a hundred quid. We're not asking you to give a thousand quid. Five or ten or a cup of coffee. Just throw it in because every little bit makes or a difference. if you can't, you just take the link sure. and you spread it across wherever yeah. you can. Exactly. So if, that's if very you, powerful. If you, yeah. Exactly. Because if you, if you click... Like I went to go in there and I've seen someone has donated. Red Steve has donated, right? And if he if he donates to that, brilliant. But as important is that he takes that link, copies it, and goes into those WhatsApp groups or the Facebook Messenger groups or whatever groups he's in, and just throws it in and says, "Look, I watch a podcast. They do stuff for charity. This is what they're trying to do. This is the the, the boy's story." And people will pick it up and go, "Oh, I'll trophy put it that." And tell them if you if you can donate or you can share, do both. If you can only share, just make sure you share. Because the more people you get to it, like I say, if one person out of ten donates, but he sends it on and six people out of that ten share, yeah. you're going to get more people donating. So um you've dodged that question really well, Keith. It's gonna take as long as it takes. It's gonna take as long <laughs> it's as it takes. Oh my god, that's so um You've said it before, and we've said this with Sienna, and we've said this with Felicon. We'll just keep pushing it. How long is it going? What's that? 70, 71,000 71, And what's the target? 150,000. 150. So it's halfway there, and that's within a week. Mm. Right. Um, July. We've 78,000 to get. I don't know. What, what's, a, what's a realistic target by this time of the World Cup? What are we at? July 10th? Yeah. 
December the 1st. December the 1st. When does yeah. the World Cup start? Don't know. November. Well, by the time Jackie's Army are playing the first game for the boys in green over in mm-hmm. Qatar, we'll have this hit and yeah. smashed. Yeah, there you go. Kev, um, you know, the sharing thing is massive, isn't it? Because it's all word word of mouth is massive. Like you have, if you have a, a, a platform like Keith says, and we'll push it as much as we possibly can across artwork and thumbnails and on screen and in description and wherever it might be and instant and Facebook, wherever it might be. Um, but word of mouth is massive, isn't it? It's everything. Uh, I mean, look, the mid obans. This is still really, really raw for me. And um, as a parent of someone who went through an awful lot of operations for a child when they were younger and more trouble down the line since it's um, amazing what the power of a text can do. And you'll be amazed how many people have walked that walk in WhatsApp groups who don't tell you anything Mm. and they will know someone who knows someone. This is, you know, Britain is big country, but Ireland is pretty small. And it's you'll be amazed the uh, people who know someone who knows someone who knows someone who could really do something, you know. And all it takes sometimes is that copy and share and at people. If you know people in the media, if you know people in the press, if you know someone who might know someone, just say, "Look, I have this, and would you would you mind giving this a plug? Would you mind giving this a share? Just get it out there." And I can guarantee you, as a parent. It, there's no more debilitating feeling and heartwarming feeling knowing that you might think you're alone, but you're not. And the amount of people who are in your corner grows massively. I guarantee you two weeks ago when Bobby's family were sat, in, sat around thinking, how in the hell are we going to do this? 150,000, that is a huge number. And here they are a week later and they're nearly halfway there. You know, can you imagine how heart warming and positive they must be on the strength of two weeks imagine what they're going to be like come november because i guarantee you it'll, we'll get there and whatever small part that we can play or i can play or any one of us can play you know it there, there is no better feeling there is absolutely no better feeling and you you know karma is, is there i believe in karma what goes around comes around and if it means that we all know how hard hard up people are. I'm no, you know, no different to anyone else. I'm worried about bills coming through the door like everybody else is. But it costs absolutely nothing to copy and paste something and put a bit of meat behind it. You know, don't just retweet it. Just put a bit of meaning to it and just say, look, we really can do this, and we'll get there. I guarantee. I know it. I mean, by Christmas, God willing, Bobby's parents are going to be the happiest parents going. Well, I think I think it can be done by Christmas. Now, having said that, I thought Felicon could be done within about two months, but it didn't. And Sean is right. I do get upset about it because I'm going, why can't we get there? Why can't we get there? And then it gets there and then I'm fucking delighted. And um, I'm delighted on two. Yeah. Show, but doesn't it, have that, it took somebody with a personal sort of experience yeah. Yeah. That, that sort of pushed us over the edge yeah, on that. It did. So it did. You can always and, hit people. Yeah. And, and you know what? Um, it's not down to me or Shawnee or Keith or Kev or anybody else on this show or on this channel um, individually or the people in the chat individually. It's about, 
Like when Fela Connery just 10k or like Shani makes a great point. You go and you look at Sienna's story. If you go into Sienna's Facebook page or Instagram and just go back to when, go back 18 months ago and look at our videos and then just watch them yeah. all. Watch them all to now. Like she's up in climbing frames now. It's actually ridiculous, right? Um, like it's mental, right? And she will just have, she will fulfill that dream of walking into school on her own in September, which I think when you think about all the things you would have on a bucket list, um, as an adult, even to have your main thing to be walking into school in September, and she's going to achieve that. If you need to see what this could do for Bobby, go and follow Sienna and look at all her videos from yeah. start to finish. And that, that's the I can't, there's no what can't speak, can't lie, as Del Boy would always say, and only fools and yeah. horses. And I don't need to say anything. Just go and watch all those videos, and what you're seeing there can be replicated for this seven year old boy. and I don't know, like, I'm sure, I'm sure, um, maybe some of Bobby's family are watching, or Bob, well, he can't be watching because it's way too late. If he's up this late, like, <laughs> what's going on? But, uh, well, it's well, holiday. It is the holidays. Ah, uh, listen, come here, I know, but it's 11 o'clock. Right, okay, yeah. stay up if you want, Bobby. We don't, we, we'll let him. <laughs> we won't um, tell him, no. Like. No, we won't tell on you. Um, <laughs> but one, one promise that we will make to you is whether it's November this year or November next year, that we will not stop until that hundred fifty thousand is is reached. No chance. There's no chance of us stopping, um, because we're very um persistent, and um, yeah, we get stuck into something and we don't let go. We really don't. It's like Shiny with the fancy football. He gets stuck in, doesn't let go. He's actually the guy with the spreadsheets, but he's trying to blame it on his mates <laughs> in a former job, which I thought was amazing earlier on. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, so did I. Um, but listen, we've taken up 20 minutes of your time there, but we really had to explain it from the start. And you know what's coming with us. And we make no apologies for it, um, of what we're going to do and how we're going to absolutely hound people from here until 150,000 target is met. met. Um, Kev, anything else before we go? Uh, we're almost there now. The season's almost here. The football drought is almost over. Can't wait. Just need to get on now. Well, on Tuesday. Yeah, Garbarine says that. I've got to catch up on the World Games as well. Oh, the World Games. Don't worry, it's coming tomorrow night. I'm sure Phil is like a fucking jack-in-the-box waiting to come on tomorrow night. Every time I look onto it, all I see is weightlifting and powerlifting and what have you. Is it real? It's real, Johnny. It's real. It's real, but it shouldn't be. It's real. Gabriel says Sienna's family are now in contact with Bobby, Bobby's mom and dad so they go they're actually supporting each other as to the processes and things like that Keith anything else before we go no no look a great way to end the show um, we, we didn't have any much football to talk about but what we did talk about at the end there is is more, much more important at this stage so delighted to get that cause out there and you know we'll do our best as you said we'll push and push and push people to get bored and sick of was talking about it but we'll still talk and we might talk need to, about it we might need to get you to jump in the canal for money yeah that's cool just have the the police their guard there to fish me out then when i'm the them all floating there. away somewhere <laughs> okay <laughs> no <problem. laughs> one of them big nets they need a big net to get me out but just a the big football net of the local football out, yeah. <laughs> that's it scoop him out there <laughs> the net the net from the goal at the fucking the hill end yeah. of croker um, that's it. 40 year old virgil says i'm skinned but will, i will donate on payday what you guys are doing is great causes don't be putting yourself under pressure like that. Yeah. If, if, no, you know, not at all. <clears throat> if no. you have it, you give it. If you don't, you share. That's the rule. Yeah. It's only one rule. Donate when you can, but share regardless. 
and we'd be yeah. absolutely fine. Uh, don't forget IP Vanish and Veranda Chase as Red Steve. Um, IP Vanish, uh, we don't have to do IP Vanish anymore. That contract has run out, so um, I know Veranda Chase will be extremely upset. Veranda Chase wants to play Kev in a game of <laughs> FIFA, and whoever loses has to delete a player off their team or something yeah. like that. Um, so I can get, get rid of my Johan Cruyff for nobody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll get Kev and uh, Veranda Chase to sort it out. Shani, anything else before we go? No, all good again. Just um, like I said, if you can share, if you can't help, share, 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 share. That's all you can do. And yeah, look, the football is closing in. And to be honest with you, Gab, I'm, I'm warming up to the idea of probably doing a little draft or something or a oh, quiz or something. I was I watching them quizzes during the week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. ever. I'm going to quote him. Don't <laughs> ever put me on a fucking draft or them quizzes ever again. Yeah, because it's not fucking. Uh, Hold on, now. come on, we spend an hour putting together teams, and I'm just going to find a way with 20 seconds to go that you have none of them players that you pick. Fuck yeah, off, Kev wins. The quiz was the business during the week, though. Fuck yeah. The yeah, quiz was the it business. Was, you know what? I, I, I haven't got to watch any of them live. Um, yeah. The one, the first one, I think, I might have been at the Red Hot Chili Peppers, yeah. and then last week I was in the cinema. And I got to watch them back, but on that, de- you didn't want this Wednesday. Wednesday, ten p.m. Big yeah. quiz. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely jump in because they're good. They're, they're yeah. a bit of crack. Um, and like I said, it's interactive. And Keith was gas. Keith, Keith, answer, Keith answered one question in the first one, and then just pissed off. He had seventy I, points in leg. I done well in the question one, really well. Yeah. And question two and three not so well. And then I lost my connection and. I said, no, I'll give up. <laughs> I got back in then and I said, the was quiz still version the... of the fantasy football. You yeah, 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 yeah. What does that you tell you? Keith's a quitter. Keith's a quitter. All right. But, uh, FIFA teams, Kev, you went 2 0 down after 10 minutes and went back to the menu. Don't forget, Fernando Shea says, don't forget the Spotify 80s list name, Keith, because Gav won't give it to us. I have given 80s it to you. Whoppers. 80s, what? Yeah, Whopper 80s or something, wasn't it? 80s Whoppers. Yeah, made by Key Plunky. Just type in Key Plunky into Spotify, oh, yeah. it'll come up. Um, Fernando Chi is absolutely gone mad. He is like, he's not logging to me Spotify. And all he wants, well he wants to come around to your gaff and listen to Spotify with you. Yeah. Um, he's going to wake up at the end of your bed now. Yeah, yeah. With Spotify just on the phone. You haven't got that list. Spotify list here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the quiz, the, the quiz will be Wednesday. Um, Tomorrow will be winners and losers. Tuesday, we're going to try to do a uh, full-time Reds after Liverpool and United. Uh, Wednesday, the quiz. Thursday, I think we'll have an In My Life, which will be audio only. Friday, oh, people are asking about viewers' voice. That's coming back when the season starts because it's hard to actually pick stuff to talk about at the minute when nothing's happening. Yeah. Thursday, we'll have an In My Life, which will be audio only. Friday will be probably the last ever Sports Unplugged because that show is being revamped the following week. And um, back here on Sunday for... The fat back four. We might have to do something on Friday about round the Crystal Palace game, but we'll see how we get on. That has Hold been. On, we're playing Crystal Palace on the Friday. On the Friday, yeah. 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 Over in Singapore, I think. Not having sure, that now. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's all happening again, Sean. It's all happening, Shani. Shani's going to have to be <laughs> eased into this. Two Premier League teams in three days. I'm like that. Yeah. Already <laughs> and thinking then, about this. Then the two Red Bulls after that. Yeah. Right, that has been the Fatback for Thanks a million for watching. Thanks a million for all the stuff in oh, the chat. Before we go, whoa. Yeah. The yeah. message there from Stephen Smith. 
Oh, here we go. Uh, Stephen Smith. Um, but I put it up here because, oh, if I don't, we'd be in trouble. So Stephen Smith says, um, here we go. Hi, all. Bobby's mum and dad are watching here. Thanks a million for all the support. That is no problem at all. It's their absolute pleasure. And if yeah. you were only watching now and you weren't watching a couple of minutes ago, we will not stop until that reaches 150k. That's a promise. Um, that has been the Fatback 4. Thanks a million. Um, loads of stuff coming up this week. Uh, Sean, he's refused to do the Palace game now. He's not having a bar of it. But um, that's how he rolls. <laughs> Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.